Hey everybody, welcome to Darisha's podcast, Elite Mastery. I created this um, series of podcasts because I felt that um, there's lots of information out there to inspire and motivate individuals like myself and people that I work with uh, throughout the year and all the speeches and talks that I do. So throughout the month and throughout the year, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields and I consider them as masters. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my um, latest podcast. Today, I'm honored to have Kim Sherla here. We've uh, actually been trying to organize to meet each other for the last two months. And due to the, the virus and the worldwide situation, we kept delaying. And thank God, thank goodness, uh, we're capable or able to see each other now. Yep. Uh, although we're doing some social distancing <laughs> right now, uh, this is the normal distance that I interview people anyway. So, um, Without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Kim Sherla here uh, and uh, thank you for coming. Thank you, Darius. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, for the viewers and the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about you and uh, what you're currently doing? Sure. Please. So um, I think life is an entire journey of discoveries and after discoveries. So when I decided that this was my path of, you know, some level of coaching and healing, um, it was, I was kind of doing everything, you know, kids and parents and corporates and everybody. And and the the quarantine time, the lockdown time was such a good time because I was able to sit down and, you know, you're not rushed, you're not dressing up, you don't have that time that oh, I've got to be at 10, 11. You just sit down and figure out your own schedule. And that's when um, <clears throat> I was able to decide what did I really want to work. And the interesting part is not about finding what I felt I wanted to, but I went back to my client list and I realized that the clients that stayed with me the longest were the ones that were trying to find themselves what we call midlife crisis. But for me, it's more of your wake up call. You know, you go through an entire process of being, doing and, you know, just running around your own hamster wheel and then you realize, that, OK, what's life about? So may, and, may I stop you for one sure. second? Because I know you, you're talking to me like, but the listeners don't actually know who you are, what you do. So can we go back and what is your title? Okay. And what is it that you deliver? And then we can go into what you're currently doing. Sure. So um, I know that you're an extremely, because we, we need to build you up, right? Because you deserve that. Um, you're an extremely successful business coach, correct? No. No. <laughs> Personal transformation coach. Yes. A coach. Yes. Okay. Uh, I say business because I specialize in business, right? Okay. So, so you're a... Please explain a little bit more detail. What do you actually, what is your title? So my title, um, what I would tell people is life coach and holistic healer, because I moved from just coaching versus counseling and telling what to do into the other aspects. Like, you know, our existence, our being is not just physical. A lot of times in coaching or counseling, because I've studied psychology, we're just talking and talking and talking. And that's just one aspect out of four. The The other layers that, that make us is our emotional aspect, our mental aspect, your energy aspect. Your mental aspect is everything you read, all the music you listen to. You could be listening to something that, uh, you know, I'm so sick of this love. And obviously you're going to get sick. Or you could be listening to, I don't know, that song from Thunder. Uh, I don't know, I forgot the song, but it was one don't of my favorites. <laughs> no, I don't can't sing. sing. Good. <laughs> I can't sing for nuts. But uh, all of that, whatever we consume at a mental level is going into the subconscious and creating new new rule books for us. So when we consume, uh, I, you know, 
series where people are being cheated on, where people are being, uh, you know, uh, lied to, uh, but whether in a relationship mm-hmm. or a business, you're kind of telling your mind that, hey, I like that because I'm watching it continuously. So your subconscious is like, why is Kim watching this? Okay, let's create something for her like that. So there are so many areas that we consume and we don't realize. So I didn't want to just call myself a life coach because in the industry, people have an image of what a life coach does. They'll sit, you know, with an accountability plan, walk you through your progress. But I wanted to be able to say that, listen, there are things we know at the conscious level and there are things that are going on massively at the subconscious level. So I want to go in there first. Let's clear that out, break those patterns, finish those loops and then come to the conscious. So that is where, you know, coach and holistic healer came about. Amazing. So um, do you find that the success you've had because of this is a lot quicker with your clients than if you were just doing the life coaching part? Because you're hitting, you are you are fixing things on all levels, right? Yeah. It's, it's funny because I started off with the healing first and then I included the life nice. coaching because I realized that 90% is in your subconscious. But to go to that 90%, your 10% conscious brain, who's your gatekeeper, needs the permission. So, so when there are people who come to me knowing that they have something, you know, that's much deeper, it's easier because we're going straight into the subconscious. Their mind is already given that, uh, uh, that permission, so to say. But my, my connect, I feel that my role is, is not in somebody who's already seeking spiritual support, who's seeking the bigger answers. My role is to go back to the people who are not yet looking at that aspect and say, hello there, we can do it this way. Because I've come from that background. I've come from corporate world where we, we, we work 12, 15 hours, we struggle, and there is no ease and flow of life. Everything is, and I, and I was one of those people who was an SOP person. I would make SOPs, whichever role I went into, I'd walk in and say, so what's the SOP? And my boss would look at me and say, we don't have one. I'm like, cool, I'm going to make one. From being that person who said that everything goes one, two, three, four, to being somebody that says, you know what? We can go stay in one, center ourselves, understand, and then jump to to number six. Because that is what I understood was what abundance meant. That you don't have to go a certain way. You don't have to knock 10 doors for three to open. You can spend that time sitting and observing and then allowing your gut, your instinct to tell you that out of those 10, go to door number three. That's your door. And that's it. So moving out of law of averages and you won't believe there is um when i went for the last job that i was at the word law of averages was the word that got me in you know that phrase when when the manager heard oh you understand law of averages great you, you're going to do great here and i'm saying that there's nothing called law of averages yes. you know at least in in the way you want to attract things the way you want to develop things because even if we go to the stories of you know people who've invented things, people who've done something, just say, I just got that idea. I was driving and I got an idea. I was taking a shower and I got an idea. I was sitting and the apple fell on my head and I got an idea, right? So it's all about being in that altered state of mind. Being- you mentioned um, the, the, the gate open. To be in that state of mind, you have to be open to it, right? Or you don't have to. You could be driving along to work focusing on your nine to five, all your problems, all your this, and then suddenly an idea comes out. Yes. So you have to have the gates open. It's the, there is nothing called have to. 
-hmm. You know, in a day... You don't, do you have to put yourself or just meditate or be in a different state of mind to welcome it? Or no, it could be any... It could be any way. The, again, a lot of people think meditation is actually sitting this way and closing your eyes. Yes, that's one of the meditations. What is meditation? You know, the, the base of meditation is awareness. Mm -hmm. is awareness at several levels awareness of you know beyond just your physical being mm -hmm. awareness of this table beyond you know the way it's placed awareness of the reality beyond what media is telling you right so the the goal of meditation is to have awareness and we are in that altered state of mind at several times during the day so when you wake up and you're in that zone of um kind of finishing a dream and I'm aware that it's you know the the, the curtain someone just opened it or something you're already in that altered state mm -hmm. so that time sometimes you get the idea sometimes when people are driving their mind is so calm because they love driving mm -hmm. so it's easing them down they're not agitated they're not angry so when you realize that oh that's my you know ease so the antenna is more sensitive towards to everything yes. because then you're connected to your logical brain you're connected to the creative brain your creative brain is connecting you back to your intuition to the universe and that is how those connections happen you're like oh, i got the idea let's do it you know, or you're how do you get how do you get somebody with an idea? Let's say you, you, you had a a patient. Is that what you call patients? You have patients, clients, clients yeah. uh, and they have an idea, but they just most people have ideas, but never get started, never get going. Yes, because they have fears of what people would think: fear of loss, fear of failure. How do you get somebody to really believe in themselves and actually take that first step? It's that's so interesting because that itself is is the base of everything that what what is holding you back from being completely you and then when we go back to it uh it's so funny because there is sometimes and i'll share this what what was my own story my fear if someone you know a lot of people say you have a fear of public speaking in my case i didn't i was always very comfortable to walk up and you know be the announcer anyway yeah. but i had a fear of success and nobody says that it's like you know you're conscious that i'm conscious that I, I i fear lizards but i didn't know for the longest time that i had a fear of success so i would go chase big clients and you know do my presentation and they love me the minute they call and say okay kim you're on board zoom i'm out i'm like disappeared and i would just not respond to them and i didn't know why i was doing that i just didn't know because Somewhere in my subconscious, I was programmed that when people get successful, like, you know, you're making that jump, you're making the leap, you stop valuing your family, family issues begin to prop up, marriages break, children are ignored. So that was so deep seated in my subconscious that I had fun in, you know, going and presenting and getting the deal. And then the minute I had to go Believe and deliver me, I've it. I've been there. I've been there. Really? Yes. I'm still going through it. Oh my God. It's incredible. All, all the hair is standing again. I'll tell you why. Um, I want to dig deep. I want to stay on that uh, subject, if you don't mind, because you can coach me here. We have different levels. So when you start, you got nothing. You got a, uh, to get a job, for instance, or get an investment to start a bit. It's a level. Then you go to the next level, next level, and you're going to billionaire status or um, a business leader of thousands yep. of people. So I'm in a different stage, right, than I was before. Um, when do you when do you actually i really believe you have to have an honest conversation with yourself right if you if your ego gets in the way 
you'll never have an honest conversation with yourself. True. So when did you realize, when did you have that honest conversation with yourself to realize that you had a fear of success? I started doing something which, again, I was creating for, you know, a set of people as a workshop called journaling. And uh, journaling is so beautiful. It's beyond the dear diary moments. I saw him, I liked him, he smiled at me. But when you begin to start journaling, the again, your subconscious takes over because you start consciously that I did this and I wanted to achieve and la la la. And then suddenly it just flows and flows and flows. And um, I kind of start off with whatever went well and what am I thinking and where do I want to reach. And then I suddenly started writing about uh, why I didn't action on what I achieved. And that's where the answer came. The why are you running away from success? And when I started, you know, dwelling deeper into it, I realized that the body's reaction to fear and excitement is the same. Yes. So it's like, you know, when I'm scared of something and I would feel, oh, this is something to, to avoid or to run away from, you run away. But excitement gives you that same kind of... Uh, Adrenaline. Uh, yeah. Or excite, yeah. And then you think that, oh, run away from you. Mm-hmm. So I have that constant, uh, when I get that little, you know, spurt of ting tong in the bell in my head, I'm like, okay, chill. It's something we're excited for. We don't have to be mm-hmm. fearful about it. So I wouldn't say it's gone, but because the awareness is there, every time it happens, I train my subconscious, I train the programming that, hello, we got it. We're big now. It's okay. You know, it's, uh, it's, there's a beautiful statement that my coach said that, and I'm sure a million coaches we've heard them say it is, be comfortable in being uncomfortable. That, that energy, sudden energy of, you know, something is off, something is different. That's the discomfort. And I'm going back to my subconscious and saying, it's okay. This is a new us. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Be you, shine, and let's do it. One of my, thank you. Uh, One of my, um, I have very honest dialogue with myself all of the time. And um, often I think I don't take on some projects because I fear that some of these projects will need my team to look after them and they can't deliver what I promise. So subconsciously, I don't sign those clients up because I don't want to let them down. However, recently we've been um, trying to, well, we're just about to raise some money for a big idea, big organization that we're setting up. And I'm putting it on hold mm. for no reason at all. I've been putting it on hold. And and it's, it takes us from a multi-million dollar business to a billion dollar business. Wow. Billion dollar business. and. People have shared the ideas, we already said we'll give you the money to start it, but I haven't gone to the market looking. Interesting, fear no? Fear of success. Yeah, fear yeah. of big success. I, I guess from other people's point of view, we're already successful, but that next level, that next level to billionaire status, that's um, someone is a blockage. Mm. And I've been working on that. You know, the, the, the other aspect is again, we've been programmed so much that if I don't struggle, it's it's not there's something off. So when when things come with such ease, you're like, oh, let's stay away. Right. Let's stay away. You're right. Because I'm I'm a gladiator when I'm faced with challenges. Mm. And when I'm too comfortable, I need ten times more motivation to go out to the marketplace. Yeah. And that's true. Mm. And and that is where again um, the you know the question of what what are we blessed with 
we're supposed to have things with ease. This entire struggle and get it done. If it's not sweat and blood, it's not good. It's, you know, it's bad money. It's bad income. That is just probably someone programmed us a million years ago to say that, you know, don't, don't live with ease. Don't live with abundance. Live with struggle. Because when you struggle, you're, you're kind of, uh, uh, your base emotion is fear. Is fear of losing, fear of not getting your your basic necessities in place. And when you're functioning from an emotion of fear, you're not high vibe. You're not going to go and question, uh, you know, someone at a senior position. You're not going to say, do that's wrong. That's unacceptable because you're like, oh, if I say something to him, he's not going to pay me my salary or he's going to throw me out or whatever, whatever. Or put so, me in jail or exactly. whatever. Leave me or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So because people, you know, from the longest time ever and we've seen our parents you know, bring us up in that way that respect, I mean, respect is good, but even self-respect is good. It's probably more important. It's then. more important. And nobody teaches you that. Because if you can't respect you yourself, who's going to respect you? And I, and I don't remember growing up and saying, you know, hearing my parents or in school saying, respect yourself. Mm -hmm. We hear respect others, respect the system, respect this, respect that. And it's only when you get into your midlife crisis you know, which could be anytime, it could be in your 20s as well, that you realize that, oh, self-respect is important. And self-respect is is nothing about not respecting others, but it's saying that I respect myself equally to know my boundaries, to know what's what's important to me, to be able to honestly say what's on my mind. There is the biggest, you know, gap in relationships and in marriages is we can't say what's on our mind. You know, I remember because people have a fear of sharing what's on their mind, or you yeah, just because you just want to say. avoid uh, an argument, or they feel it's going to be they yeah. feel it's going to be confrontation. They feel it's going to be confrontation, and it's also probably because it's been confrontation. Because the the, the final thing is that I'm right, you're wrong, but there is no right and wrong. Always, there's a perspective. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is your comfort. Okay, let's find the middle, you know, road. But you have to, in a relationship, you have to have both parties wanting the same outcome, right? If Even if there's one person mm -hmm. ready to to raise the energy and say that, okay, we, we can have the right outcome, but that doesn't mean that we're always in the, uh, what is that? I forgot the word the compromising you know situation again that's a programming that marriage equals to compromise yes but not always that's not the the base rule uh, the most successful relationships and it could be work relationship relationship with a child with a spouse is where people can be themselves mm -hmm. where i can be as goofy as i want and you know my husband is Except as serious you. as ever but we're okay with it my daughter defines me as weird and I say, thanks, baby, because weird is what is, is brilliance that you've still not understood. And I'm OK with that. Please don't call me normal. You know, so, so the most uh, beautiful relationships is where somebody can be themselves, express themselves and yet respect the other person where they are. You're not asking them to be you. Wow. Because so many relationships is all about, you know, I am like this, I like it, be like me. Yes, and they want to change the other person. Right, because everything fits into a box. And then that is why we don't want to talk, we don't want to confront, we run away from that. I've had so many friends, you know, when we meet back from school friends and college friends and ex-colleagues, that 
they don't have the same kind of conversation when we're sitting alone on the table and catching up than when we invite our spouses. Because when the spouses are there, all like, oh, <laughs> you know, just say the right Changes. things. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, uh, that was another growth. You know, when I remember before I changed my tagline on LinkedIn, I used to write that unless you don't develop yourself, your business won't grow at a certain level. If you want growth in your career and all aspects, you have to develop yourself. It's the most understated development aspect ever. Yes. And when, when I started looking at, you know, aspects of my marriage, my husband didn't ask me really to change. I was trying to fit myself in and I was feeling suffocated. Yes. So when we had that discussion, I said, you know, I want to be Kim Shilar. The girl you met, and he's like, "Yeah, I want her back. I, mean, <laughs> I don't I, like this person." Really, really. Well, like, you turn into a mother, a wife. Yeah. You change that weirdness. I became boring. Uh-huh. I became so damn boring, and I, I would go to him and say, "I miss myself. I want to be Kim Shalar again." So Kim Shalar is my maiden name, and he said, "When I say I miss my wife, I'm talking about missing Kim Shalar." I said, "Okay, then are we on the same page?" He's like, "Yeah." So I kept thinking that he wanted me to be boring, take care of the house, la 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 la, you know. And not that that's boring. It but was it's not boring what he wanted. He, he didn't he want, want. He was he like fell okay. in love with that original. Yes, goofy person. Yeah. What's goofy about you? Everything. Tell me, tell me some goofy stuff. <laughs> Uh, so I love, you know, your the music, which is very dick chick dick chick dick chick dick chick. So my husband is. A but do you like dance around the house and stuff? All the time. I'll get up in the morning. I'll open my balcony and be like, "Hello there," and all of them would look at me like, "Who are you talking?" I said, "The world." I'll get into the kitchen and say, "Hi guys, what's up? What are you gonna cook for me?" So my family is used to it because I'll speak. What to made you like that? Looking back at your childhood, how many do you have siblings, brothers and sisters? Okay, were you always wacky and full of energy, or somewhere along the way you became? I think I always was like that. Why? My brother was to entertain people. No, I I loved my own company Mm -hmm. right from when I was a kid. You know, I had this little doll. Her name was Susie, so she was my best friend because my brother was this very uh, studious kid. He was always studying, and he was like, ah. If he was studying and you passed, like in his peripheral vision, he would start saying, "Mom, he came is disturbing me." You know, I remember when uh, I studied. Is he a doctor now? No, he he's into fitness now. Oh, really? Nothing to do with education. He's still very serious, right? So, uh, the funniest. So maybe that's what you didn't like. Maybe you didn't like the seriousness. Yeah, Yeah, you you felt serious was boring, so you had to be opposite. Maybe. I think I was always, you know, when. in school, I remember being asked to stand out of class so often because I was always laughing. But Talking. the funniest thing, I mean, the most simplest thing would make me giggle and giggle and giggle and giggle. I'd be like, go out of class. I'd be like, yeah, and I would giggle about that as well. There was nothing that uh, that didn't make me happy. You know, I have friends from college who tell me that you're high on life, that you just woke up, you're, you're, you're high about that. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, I don't have to... Uh, go skydiving to feel the rush you know i feel it every single time i have a good conversation you know i remember once i was making my uh, vision board and before i made the vision board i was writing all the different aspects and th- there is this question about social life and i'm like Shit, i don't have a so- social life i don't go partying anymore i don't drink anymore i don't have a social life and i 
I said, okay, I'm going to make the, the effort to to bring that, you know, nice. aspect back. And I did go out with a couple of friends that that week, my husband's friends and their wives and all of it. And oh my God, I felt disgusted the next morning because I was forcing myself to you be moved on. in a it definition changed, yeah. of social mm -hmm. that didn't fit me. Anymore. Anymore. I mean, I had fun with them, but it wasn't the fun. I mean, this is fun where, you know, stories connect and we suddenly have that moment that, oh my God, I realize why am I doing this? Why am I not doing this? This is my social life and I love it. The number of people I've met, we've, we've connected because you go beyond the, oh, what to eat and what's the best music and I don't know what's Rihanna doing to something that just goes right into the person's core. So you get out of that conversation with such a deep connection that that it's it's massive, it's massive. And I love that. I think then I realized that okay, that's my that's my social life. And I'm okay. My social life is equal to, you know, uh, a beetroot juice and uh, coffee mornings. And I'm I'm good with that. Do you find uh, because you're such a happy person and it's I love it. I love happy people. Do you find that people think that you may not even care, but do you find that people think your life's easy? That's why you're a happy. A lot. A oh, lot. Oh, she's got it easy. That's why she's happy. A lot. And I don't know if you saw this on LinkedIn the other day. I was doing a session and I asked people, how do you react when people say you're lucky? And a lot of us get defensive and say, you have no idea what have I been through. I stopped doing that. I'm like, yes, I got it easy because I want to attract life in ease and flow. So maybe a year or two years back, if you would have said, I'm like, Dearest, that's so unfair. That's so unfair. You have no idea what I've been through. You have no idea I've gone with, you know, empty wallets everywhere. But today I'm like, yeah, cool. Bring it on. I accept it. You know, that that I want that as my reality. That life comes with complete ease to me. Do you think if somebody looks at you because, oh, she's got it easy. There's some resentment towards you because they look at their life and think, oh, they've got problems, they've got troubles. They decide to be serious and boring and miserable. Oh, Kim's got it easy, huh? Her life's easy. That's why she's always smiling. Do you ever come across that or not? Um, I come across that. People think my life's easy. I think that I do. They don't realize happiness is a decision, right? Yeah, it is a choice. I I, I can't think at the top of my head because when people... Uh, now, you know, I'm going to probably just take you a little bit into energy that the base emotion that you function from has kind of a frequency. It has like a, a number to it. So when... Um, when I'm vibing at a certain emotion, at a certain level, and somebody else is, is vibing at fear, automatically by, again, the law of averages, you know, funnily, my number of frequency, say it's around 500, and if they're at 100, we raise the vibration of the room because then the average of the room becomes 400. So, But they lower yours, right? <laughs> but Excuse that's okay, me. because when you know how to, um, how to raise your own vibration, in that awareness you're okay and that is the time that is why boundaries are important you know there are some people uh, that i choose to meet once in three months yes because i love you them, can't handle them but anymore i can't than handle that. them more mm. than more than that because then you know you feel super drained. depleted because you can't mm. have the conversations that you want to have but you love them enough to to listen to them and to be around them because you have a history and you wow, beautifully friends said. So, so as a really interesting, this is a really good coaching session for our listeners because a lot of people find it difficult to say no, right? And a lot of people invite people who drain them and drag them down because they don't know how to say no. 
it doesn't mean you should get rid of them. Yeah. You should actually recognize the vibrations and how much those vibrations can handle comfortably. Yeah. Wow. I never saw it that way. Yeah, there was, uh, I think, Mel Robbins, who, who had written something about make a list of the people you meet and add uh, the sign of either plus or minus to each of them. And then you know where you want to be, who you want to hang out. Do you rate with. the pluses and minuses? I did this. Like plus like, eight, plus nine, minus six? No. Just I, I had done this probably uh, when I started, you know, my first, when I was 30 and I started getting into that uh, crisis mode. And um, I think that's when I started saying that, okay, I meet so many people and dang, they're all minus. Because I'm just going and bringing my happy energy to the room. But when I'm drained, oh my God, you have to see me when I'm drained. I, I'm in a coma. Flat. I'm in a coma. Mm -hmm. I don't speak. I'll either be binging or I'll be fast asleep. I'll sleep for hours. And the, the worst is people don't know what to do. They don't know how to raise me at home you know some of my friends so then i have a group of friends who are also healers and i'll just send them send me some love send me some energy i need you know a lift up and this is because you weren't aware how much you were giving yeah but now you have that awareness and you manage it exactly mm. so then when i know that you know i i'm not getting a very good vibe from a person that i'm meeting every day mm -hmm. i'll take that out and say you know what give me like an hour i'll put on my music i'll listen to my own meditations because you know, sometimes you need someone directing what you want to do. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm fine. Now let's talk. <laughs> now I can hold that's, myself. That's really interesting because you have a gift to be happy. At the same time, you're not happy and dizzy. You're very mm -hmm. aware of your surroundings. You're very, very aware of your vibrations you, and who you're connecting with. That's really important. Because people think happy people are just all over the being happy, no. right? No, I, when I started like Algeria, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I was that person. Find the positive in everything and be, be happy. And then just last week, and I wrote about it yesterday on Thrive, that are we really happy? Do you want to be positive or you want to be optimistic? There's a difference. Because when you're just positive, you're trying to look at the positive in everything. When you're optimistic, Optimism, and I'm not going by any, you know, dictionary definition, it's just made up in my head, is you just have that belief, that trust, that something good is coming. Whatever's happened, there is something. Because if you could conceal it, that let's find the best in this, yes, let's find it, but first sit with it and say, okay, what is, what is it bringing up in me? What does it bring up in me? It brings up fear, it brings up anxiety, it brings up, you know, an unhealed uh, relationship with someone else. It's coming up through this particular yes. situation. Okay, now I know what it is. What can I do about it? Do I have a lesson that I can do from this? Wow. Fine. I have to go and action on this or I have to heal How this. How long normally does this thinking process take? Days, hours, it could be seconds. It just comes like uh -huh. that sometimes. I mean, I used to, if you see my earlier videos. Positive people tend to forget the past right the positive people tend to forget or try to put it behind them i do if i have an argument with somebody a week later i i i think was there an issue with that guy i mm. can't even remember did we have an argument i know he wasn't very very, very good you with me and yeah. i forget and i move on and it hurt me again i think oh god and yeah i remember that back. yes you know and that is where mm. i moved uh, from 
let's stop just being positive by concealing and going into that quick uh you know find the Instance, positive find the yeah. positive it it's a coping mechanism it's not a defense mechanism that's the difference you start finding the positive when you're like super drained and said i can't see anything good in this but the idea is to sit with it because everything that happens is leading us to the next step i always It's, think i should write at that moment of down or negativity or whatever i'm going through pain write it down yeah then i'm thinking if i write it down then i'm living in it so how, how, how can you help somebody like me who forgets about ne negative experiences very quickly because he tries to be positive right but then he is open to leading himself to being hurt again yeah so how can you help me so, so you sit with it if you think you want to write it down write it down not that you don't forget it but you sit with it and you you know go back and get your helicopter view on it and say okay let's see what mm -hmm. really played out here take your time take your time don't rush go into, into it into a dissecting you know mindset that okay i want to break this down not to see who's at fault you know we got to throw those labels of right and wrong just to see what really happened what's the lesson in it for me the reason being if you don't get it the first time it's going to come back because when we ask for you know to manifest something i want to manifest a billion dollar company that goes passive income universe will say okay are you ready for it here you go you're not ready for it let's put you through a course and the course is life lessons it's going to say okay now you're going to handle massive people issues now you're going to handle economy you know something going crazy in the economy now you're going to handle you know personal stuff how are you going to deal with it if you can't deal with this this is if your you're not ready work. for it the universe won't give it to you yeah if you the universe is giving it to you it's always giving it to you if you're ready you get it it's like i go up and say i want a, my driving license you'll see have you driven before do you have an international license yes here you go that's it take your test and do it If I've never driven, so like, okay, do your forty classes. So what you find is that too many people are chasing, but they don't realize it's there. You just have to it's be ready there. for Whatever it. Whatever you're asking it. is there. Mm. You're not ready. Take the lesson. So when something doesn't go well, you yes, positivity is required because it gets us out of it, but not in the initial stage. Mm -hmm. You got to sit with it, dissect it without, you know, drowning into it and say, okay, what happened. what's my lesson from this if i have a lesson and i take it you've passed you've passed that grade 1 grade 2 and then the universe is very good now let's give you another final test and then you move up to the next level it's like candy crush if you don't do it you repeat and you repeat and you repeat yes. so when you go in that mindset that everything is happening for me you know the optimistic overall growth mindset yes. then you're not concealing things quickly yes It's like you know, at home, a, a child will break something, and they just go and cover it up and take the pieces and put it in a pot or whatever. But is the lesson learned that when you break something, you got to go and own up to it? Yes. You got to be careful not to cut your feet. So it's the same thing at a very massive aspect. And there is, I have seen that for myself. You know, when I started looking at emotions just as my guiding force. rather being emotionally drowned the clarity that you get is is of a different level and then because you're looking at it as oh it's my lesson in life because i want to do more and i have to be more and then i have to express more you don't look at it you don't look at people and get affected by them you don't feel angry with them you you realize that that was their role in this play they had to 
uh, contribute as a bad person so that I learned that lesson. Hmm. Very interesting. That leads me to something that happened to me a couple of days ago. I was in the mall, mm -hmm. just come out of this uh, lockdown. So I was so happy. So I just went driving for no reason at all. And I was in the mall, went and bought something, maybe put, took some money out of the ATM or put some money in a credit card. I don't know what it was. Got in the car and there's a queue of people getting out of the mall. There's no, I can't go anywhere. And there's a big four by four behind me, flashing his lights, blowing his horn. And I'm, I can't go anywhere. And he's on my case, on my tail, almost touching my car. And he's flashing his lights and blowing his horn. And I'm like, I'm looking and is it me? And as the traffic turned, it's still in the mall, he overtook me and, and on purpose tried to hit my car and driving like a lunatic. And at that moment, honestly, I could have killed him. <laughs> Inside me, and I'm as happy in the car listening to music. Suddenly, I'm like, what was that for? What was that about? And for about 30 seconds, I chased him. Ooh. I revved, and I had a much nicer car. I like my cars. And I, and I chased this guy, yes? To the point that he turned right and I had to turn left. But I was thinking, if he actually stops, I could just have a mass, mm. yeah, <laughs> yes. And then I end up facing the consequences, right? Yeah. And pain and headache. And I wondered at that point, how many times in my life have I lost, lost it? Well, I wasn't looking for it. Mm. I was in a happy place. And even at my age, at that moment, I allowed this SOB to, turn my emotions from being yeah. happy to crazy want to kill him and then that adrenaline stayed with me for a couple of hours that feeling of anger and and i couldn't get rid of it really couldn't i just had to sit down and meditate for about 10 15 minutes to to get it back how can you assist people out there who can just like that snap or get angry or get triggered i love that because you use the word triggered every situation that you know blows us apart is because there is something that has happened that that is unhealed so every time it comes it comes with more intensity to bring out the unhealed stuff within us so so in a situation as yours we go back to you know what does that mean that doesn't he understand that i'm not blocking him it's just the fact that somebody is there. So it goes back to, is someone not understanding me? Can't you not see what's ahead of me? I'm not doing it. So it, again, you know, you go to the core emotion of, have I cleared the, um, the past or the history of not being understood? I want to teach him a lesson. Yeah, but why? Yeah, that, that's, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Right. I think maybe uh, I went to UK, I was bullied. I was bullied a lot in the UK as a child and I was never understood and I want to teach people a lesson not to treat me the way they were and yeah. I, I it resulted into anger and lots of fights and confrontations maybe uh, standing up for myself so every right? time somebody does that I, kind of reminded you yes. that you were bullied and you're like now Absolutely. I can take you down yeah exactly so exactly because to me if I just went hmm it would have been a sign of weakness. That's what we think. In my head, in yeah, my, my yeah. translation. That's because we've always been programmed. So ignoring is one thing. 
letting someone change your reality of emotions is literally giving your power like hello you take some you take some you take some and do what you want to do with that because you can shift me so what that instance was again clearing that aspect and again we clear it at so many levels there's the physical there's the conversation there's the emotional level there's the mental emotional outburst comes because we've not even looked at the emotional aspect we we look at emotions as weakness being excessively emotional is is probably not a strength but being in tune with your emotion is your guiding post because it tells you what's incomplete what is that loop that is just going spiral 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 and keeps coming in your reality time and again yeah confrontation comes yeah. into my life a lot i'm very confrontational and then you you probably go and ask why you know why why do i need to have that confrontation. that confrontation can it be with ease there are sometimes that you don't there are certain people that will not get it like i had a client and um he functions from complete logic and his wife functions from from emotions and i told him every time you i would say go and have a conversation and remember these three rules and like no it didn't go well and i said tell me about it and he would say the same thing and said no 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 you're doing it wrong you're speaking greek she's speaking sanskrit like hello it's not going to come you know you got to speak a language that she understands start with you know xyz and all of this so the idea is again finding you know your strength is in yourself when you start understanding why you get triggered by certain things and how do you deal that sometimes dealing with those triggers is just avoiding it until you gain the strength and you know the 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 other courses through life that get you to it in a much stronger way so i would avoid confrontations as well i didn't want to talk about it i didn't If want to have a face you have face. children yes yeah children. i have one 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 daughter dot uh, it just just hypothetically speaking what if i went and hurt your daughter do you walk away or do you get confrontation um, where do you draw the line that's what i'm coming for are you with me i at do i do at what point do you walk away to that person's energy is not going to change me and at what point do you think f this i'm going in <laughs> so if someone and again it's hypothetical someone your, went physically your, uh-huh, uh-huh. on you know your loved one the my loved one like cross that line they would have it because that's the line i draw that you cannot touch her when you have a question you you say something to her she in her own way is capacitated to answer it to decide when she wants it to hit her and when she needs my help and how old is she she's 10 so this year uh she was in she went back home in india and we were still over here my husband that was the first time that we were aware and now that's where energy comes in you know there is because you can't physically be there but energy can be there mm-hmm. so i would teach her how to you know protect herself in a protection bubble So what happens is you're putting your vibe and you're creating a little bit of a invisible boundary saying that you may have unresolved stuff happening but don't displace it onto me. So that protection bubble comes and there were situations where you know the elders in the family they have a habit of teasing yeah. you mm-hmm. and you eat spaghetti and say oh you're eating worms and the kid gets so triggered by it and I felt so good because in she those situations affected. she was oh, she was she was crying she was yelling she was banging the doors <laughs> and the good part is 
She then messages me and says, I don't know what to do, help me. I said, great, close your eyes, put your protection bubble and start sending light to everyone. And now go to the, you know, the next room and go and speak to your grandfather. Because she said, you get out from here. And he's like, it's my house. And she's like, so what? You're living with my grandmother. So, you know, there's little funny, ridiculous arguments. And I said, now you feel the strength because you've got your light. Go and have a chat with him. And that was the day I was like, oh my God, thank God. I know energy work. Because it's so easy, you know, probably years back, if she would have called crying, I would have picked the phone and yelled at everybody in India, like the whole world. But you don't need to do that then. So. And you teaching her how to protect herself. Yeah. Which she can carry for the rest of her life. Absolutely. I keep telling you, you know, she keeps, when I yell at her, because when I sleep, my, I'm very sensitive. Because when you are in altered states, your ability to hear, your ability to see, your ability to smell is massive. So even if I'm taking a nap, and they make a lot of fun of me because when they come to wake me up, I'm like, wait, let me say bye to everybody in my dream. They're like, what shit? That's not true. I said, I, I see people. I invite, you know, people that I want to resolve things with into my dreams to resolve it because why waste you know wow, your eight now hours dreams, huh? yeah so my, my husband and daughter really make a lot of fun i'm, I'm there the humor aspect because i'll do all this rubbish and remind me to, to tell them, you about breath them. work yeah because it's just my normal life breath but, work. but it's funny yeah and um so i'll tell them you know what let me finish my dream and then i'll wake up and they're like what bullshit is that? <laughs> you know, how, how do you even remember? I said, I remember every aspect because it's not a wasted dream. I go to bed programming my subconscious that like, okay, Kim, and my subconscious has a different name, but I'm not going to tell you. So I say, okay, Kim, we're going to sleep and we need to connect with the soul, with the higher self of these people. And let's do that. Or if I'm really struggling, and you invite them in consciously. I invite them in. consciously. I invite their energy. And then you sleep and you're entertaining them. Yeah. And having dialogue with them. We're having dialogue. We're figuring out. We're sorting yeah. out. We, even if I don't know something, you, you won't believe, Darius, that there's this, you know, energetic self and excited self. And then when I'm on the other side of it, I'm literally in a coma. Cancel, cancel, because I don't want to be in a physical coma. But I'm out. I'm literally out. I don't speak. I don't pick up a single call. I'm completely drained. And those are the times I'll literally be begging, like, you know, oh my God, Mother Mary, <laughs> get me out of this. You know, uh, I'll call my 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 spirit guides. I'll call angels and say, please get me out of this. Get me out of this. Get me out of this. I need that energetic lift. And then the next morning I get up and I'm like, okay, thank you guys. <laughs> now I'm ready to take it on, you know. Is that where you realize you had a gift? Is, is You have a gift? Is that when do you realize you want to help people? Um, I don't know whether it's a gift or not, but it's just what my role is. You know, I keep telling uh, my friends that, you know, sometimes we do things at work and we say, oh, I'm sorry, it's my job. You know, when you're firing someone or you're putting them on a performance plan, like, I'm so sorry, dude, but we're friends, but this is my job. We take our job role so serious. This is my purpose. This is my life role that if I don't do it, it, it's like I'm gonna get fired at a different level. You know, I, I feel that angst when I don't do something that is this aspect, that something is off. And I've, I've recognized that on Fridays when I decide to take the day off and do nothing about myself, I'm just not myself. 
I'm grumpy. Although I'm you decided that's going to be a day of yeah. Sabbath. You're not going to do anything. Not, Even then, you're not comfortable. Exactly. Because it's not that when I'm doing something, I'm busy and I'm, you know, I'm not speaking with my family or I'm not playing with my kid. I'm still doing all of that. But when I say that, oh, I'm not going to do anything, I get irritable and you know my daughter will come and tease me the way she does on normal days and i'll be like alanis i'll just scream at her and i'm like oh no i i have to be me every single day i can't disconnect from that it's not a job role it's a life role i have to be in that space so, th- going back to the question when did you realize you had the gift to help people i is that something you've always been doing? And you thought, actually, I think I'll I've earn always some money been out doing. You know, when in school, we would have your certificate uh, weeks at, at the end of the year, and everyone would get it for best in English and math. And I would always get most helpful and cooperative. <laughs> and my mom would say, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm very helpful." And, and I think it started from there, from you know, just being happy in helping someone, whether it was you know, someone hurt their foot and going with the medical first aid box first. and doing that. If I go back to when it started, it was probably then, but I didn't know. Even as uh, when I was in the corporate world, my my teams always did well because of the way I engaged with them, of the way I connected their life dreams to work, the way I connected bringing out the best in them mm-hmm. and made them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, show that in the work that they did. I, I think the my wake up call or my crisis <laughs> was when when I came to Dubai and I passed DIFC and I've come from a finance background and I was like, that's the place I want to be because I went to JP Morgan office and I'm like, wow, this is another level of international because you literally have the world out there. Right. And um, I joined a, a local bank here. And in my mind, I'm like, I have to join DIFC. That's my place for a finance you know, person. Three years hence, I was there. I was in a very good position. But I was like, now what? I don't feel it. I just don't feel it. I want to do so much more. I want to express so much more. I can't just be making more SOPs. I can't just be sitting and, you know, passing compliance checks and saying, okay, this is good. I need that human connection. I want to do something where I connect every single day with, with millions of people. Was it difficult charging someone for it? Because you've been yes. doing it for free? Oh my God, yes. That's a massive one because you're like, this is me and then How should I really charge? That yeah, that's a massive one. In, and the, the funniest part is that the, in the beginning, you're chasing your friends and I can solve this, I can solve this. Come, 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 let's do this, let's do that for free. And they're like, yeah, whatever, not interested. And then you got to move from that place and say, okay, fine. Now I want to help anyone who's ready to be helped you know that's another learning that happened that you can only the massive growth happens when there's readiness if there's no readiness do you find business comes to you now it does with ease how do you value yourself how do you say like i charge x or i charge xx how do you value yourself and how do you get your your clients to uh because very often i find myself saying that um this is my price but if you'd like a discount let me know and i'm like why am i doing that why am i doing that you know i maybe keep I going co- back maybe i can coach you please 
you know because i keep doing that because i'm thinking oh my god this is so me so even if i give this discount it's okay I'll take care i of get this. self yes. happiness i get fulfillment yeah. i've helped somebody so what what about just undervaluing myself a little bit just to get working with this person because i can it's help them more out more than undervaluing <clears throat> because i'm just thinking i've got to get this done and if they're not going to subconsciously uh, well, you're actually undervaluing yeah. yourself right because that's you're right. saying i'm not worth this so that's a subconscious thing and that is why i got myself the coach but you can coach me as well Say that, i, I teach this to my staff when they undersell our services but they don't value themselves mm. they don't value what services that we're offering is actually bringing a lot of happiness and wealth to our customers how much is that worth to them exactly. so what they're parting with is nothing comparing to what they're going to get in return very true self-belief it all comes to something it's a big be one, my pleasure right? it'd be my pleasure to i'd love it be my because pleasure. that is one place that i move from free services everything free you don't appreciate charging don't and then appreciate. saying okay i'm charging but then i'm going to keep money's energy money's energy Absolutely. if you do it for free they won't they won't they take it for granted they won't take it seriously and they will never ever implement anything you ask them to do and not just that because and they'll resent you start doing that and they'll resent you really yes because they didn't want it anyway mm. you just offered to help i i always find the majority if i offer to help somebody when they ever asked for it asked for it they will always end up resenting because they were happy with what they were doing they were happy mm. being depressed they were happy no, no readiness yeah. there was no readiness right. they didn't want it they just like you i was happy being miserable i was comfortable being miserable i was That's comfortable so true. being stressed i was comfortable focusing on the negative or yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to the news and yeah. There are some people I have conversations with, you know, ex-colleagues and ex-friends. We're not ex-friends, people that we've been friends before. And the minute you start talking about ideas and options, everyone goes quiet. And after two minutes, they're like, yeah, what's to drink? Yeah. And you're like, okay, you know what? They're not, they're I've got to just be, yeah. I've just got to be, you know, active. What annoys me, what shocks me, what upsets me, what never surprises me, how people are just happy not growing and dying yeah most people in my opinion most people even listening to this are the walking dead they suck up the oxygen they eat the food mm -hmm. they move around pay their taxes if they're not living in dubai and they die and they die and they think that's life like the other day um i spoke to someone who i'm very close to and uh, I said that, okay, I've figured out what my niche is. And that is the awakening. That's the wake up call. And this person just looked at me and said, that's me, but my hands are tied. I said, maybe, but your mind is not tied. Exactly. And then the conversation changed because that was such an uncomfortable conversation to have that he didn't want to go deeper and say, but he's very happy saying, I'm not ambitious. Or I don't want to think of other options. I am, but my hands are tied. They don't realize we're all about growth. They think growth is from zero to eight. Yeah. They don't realize you're constantly growing, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, exactly. 60, 90. You're constantly growing. It's I speak to my uh, members of family who maybe listen, so I'm not going to mention it, but they're like, well, I'm old now. So, yeah. No, that doesn't mean you can't grow. Exactly, because it starts Pick here. Up the book, do something. And today Use you don't even need to make to, change. To, to have that book you put on YouTube, you put on your podcast, yes. you're just listening, 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 listening. Like like this time. But when you know what they do? They put on CNN, Sky News. CNN. The and they listen to series. negativity that yeah. they can never ever, TV series that 
they vegetate. Because again, that's what they're consuming. So that's what their mind is creating every single day that, oh, you watch so much of this, let's create it in your life. So, tell me about breath one. Okay, this is really fun. So breath is life, right? You, you breathe, you are born, you stop breathing, you're dead. But how do you use breath to, to enhance the way you live? So your basics are, you know, you, you do the alternate breathing that's called aninom vilom in, in pranayam. It balances your left yes. and right hemispheres. Yeah, mm-hmm. that gets you to your altered state. Now, I think a couple of weeks ago, during this quarantine time, I have a friend who majors in breath work and uh, he said, okay, I'm going to do the session for you. So it's really funny. So my, my family was laughing, like they were literally rolling on the floor laughing. So there's this part, because again, it's energy, right? You've got memories that are clinged onto your body. So a lot of times we say, you know, shake it off and we do ridiculous movements. Yes. So in this part of breath work, I was doing a massive, it's called the fire breath. You're like really going. Oh, and I then did you this, keep, uh, yeah. in India four weeks ago and I went to a trance It state. does, right? It was actually, no no joke. It was a eight day course in Goa. And Sorry, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to no hijack problem. this. Um, and I did this for about 10 minutes. Mm. I went into a different state and I was, fit, and during the course, it was halfway through the course, I had some, something in my throat yes mm. and i couldn't breathe or i couldn't express myself but through this i was actually physically sick in a bag and i could breathe after it yeah i could breathe it's so powerful yes. breath work and there are different ones as the calm ones mm-hmm. as the deep no, breath <laughs> and then the massive one yeah. the fire breath so i was doing is that what that. it's called fire it's breath. called fire breath right in so your house yeah <laughs> so i'm like down on this mattress on the floor and i've got my earphones and he's telling me what to do and he's got the gong thing going tongue every time he would hit it he's like you gotta go faster so you're like <laughs> oh my god so you tripped and right you tripped full on and then there's this part where we were using certain hums you know certain yes. mantras yes. in in like yes. to activate your chakras mm-hmm. so that part because of the humming the vibration is you know kind of dissipating the energy that's wow. clogged in there so and he says okay move your hands <laughs> so i'm lying down i'm like hum <laughs> And I can just see with whatever vision I have, my daughter is calling, Daru, come here. And they're all literally on the floor rolling. And you didn't care. I didn't care. I'm like, I go to my daughter, I said, I can see a future. You're going to do this. And you're going to say, I laughed at my mom, but this is life. (laughs) She's like, no, I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like you. I said, baby, you're going that road. I see it. Oh, she will. So it was. She's going to be enlightened. Completely. We we all are. We just have to go and say, you know, my teacher said to me uh, before the fire, fire walk, fire breath, fire. Yeah. Fire. Breath. Fire breath. He said, enjoy the journey. I thought, what's she talking Mm. about? I tripped for about two hours. It's madness. I mean, it's. It's amazing. And I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to get yeah. up. I was lying there in the most beautiful place. I could breathe. Like you said, the chakras were clear. Oh yeah. my God. It was yeah. so good because then you get up. I was up doing it with 13, and you feel wet, no, weightless. 43 other people. Can you believe it? And they it's were beautiful. all tripping. Yeah, yeah. Go on. And we did it for 30 minutes because he told me I'll do 10 minutes because we're doing this the first time. And he's like, you know, I just sense that you could go longer. And I'm like, let's do it for an hour i don't have a problem (laughs) let's do it so this particular friend of mine he 
he's a life coach as well and it's lovely because he calls me i'm the coach of coaches and we do a lot of work like the minute i announce i'm doing a workshop or a meditation he's the first one in so we just re- yesterday last evening we were speaking and we said we've got to do something with breath work and and a lot of you know programming and yes. releasing programs yes. through meditation yes. so we're kind of formulating something on that so let's hope it works out but breath work i mean if you want to make a funny video ask people yeah. to do breath work let's because do everyone one. does let's do a video that goes viral everyone looks crazy because yeah. you're just going that and then you yeah, say the move is, your hands and too many people will judge it unless you experience it you can't you, you cannot can't you it's cannot. amazing because it's, it's breathing yeah. And, and then you get up, you don't feel your body weight. No. It, you literally feel like you're walking yes. on air. Yes, it's incredible. And and then... T- All t- day then, I was in a good mood. Yeah. And trust me, dearest, there's just, there's just an aspect of what breath can do. You know, we walk around and breathing is happening throughout the granted, day. Yeah. And we're not, even, we're not even tapping into it 1% because when you do breath work even if it's a deep breathing or the alternate breathing or you know the fire breath you you can clear so much you can clear so many programmings you can sit on and say okay i want to get an idea right now what should it be okay everybody before the board meeting shut your eyes and breathe Breathe. balance your you know your, your creative aspect and your logical aspect so you can bring and there's nothing wrong in having an analytical brain we need it because your how to put your creative you know on paper and get it on the road that's where your analytical brain is going to come through for a lot of people and a lot of uh, me included you know when you're on your spiritual journey we kind of shut off the logical aspect we want kind of shut off the analytical because we're in the beautiful flow but you've got to understand that that's again an imbalance yes exactly you're just going you move from here to going on to this side but you got to be balanced at all times life's about balance isn't it yes so even when you say you know that i'm a happy person i used to strive to be happy all the time for me now it's about i just want to be in the moment being being whether i'm being happy at that moment or i'm being very uh you know attentive to what i'm studying or what i'm creating or i'm being goofy with my kids it's interesting you say that because before i went to this course i was asking like tell me about the course what are the age group of the people are they male female and i said and the answers were very way they're going to be beings there and i didn't get it <laughs> i didn't get it mm. after the course i didn't see male female age where they came from nothing i saw people as bundles of energy and balance and yeah it was amazing i'd recommend anybody to go to these courses and find the spiritual side find the balance in their life physical aspects true spiritual aspects yep logical aspects amazing and do you know we've been an hour and 15 minutes wow and we actually started speaking earlier than that yeah amazing there's right? so much left to speak we could go i'd like on to get on. you back again would you like to come back of course of course why not? It's been an absolute pleasure. Now, one more thing. What are you doing right now? And um, we're going through, because this this podcast is going to be released in about seven, eight weeks. Okay. Hopefully, and I'm sure this situation, uh, critical situation, yeah. will be a lot less yeah. than it is. Um, we're going through the coronavirus crisis right now. There's been lockdown in Dubai, and lots of our listeners are all over the world. Uh, some are actually in lockdown. Some are 
some countries are easing. In Dubai, it's easing. Yeah. And hopefully, we're a lot better. Um, it's been irritating me a lot because doom and gloom as we're talking about this is the end of humanity things are not going to be the same all these life coaches going on saying how to deal with things through um, crisis and i'm like this will pass very quickly and human beings in my opinion want to grow they have the need to connect and love not by zoom mm. yes by by physical sitting yep. next to each other in a coffee shop and chatting how can you help the listeners to take that next level of happiness again and cut out the, the shit basically that they've been receiving from the television, from the radio, from internet and from the peer group. How can you help so, them to have that happiness again? The best, I'm so glad we, we came to this topic because this is the world's energy midlife crisis. What is midlife crisis? It's not a midlife crisis. It's your wake-up call. The, the earth is going through it. It's putting us through it for a reason. Because everyone who complained that I don't have you know, reason, I don't, I'm not feeling fulfilled, blah, 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 something, we've kind of brought on that and saying that, okay, here's your time. You didn't have time, here's your time. You didn't have time with your kids, here's your time. It's it's kind of the force, the forces are forcing you to look into yourself because people cannot be walking around with, with a mask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, look at the irony. You cannot be walking out with this mask, you know, just going, doing something, coming back, not having like conversation, machines. blaming the system, blaming your world that I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to look into myself. I don't have time to spend with my kids. I you cannot say i don't have time anymore you've been given the time to say that hello if you really want to live and live with purpose live with reason you've got to take this time and deal with what's around you what's around you your family have those conversations how many people run away go to work because they don't want to deal with their spouses how many kids get out of house because their parents are so naggy and annoying they prefer school technically you should not want to go to school because your home is such a place such a you know um, environment that helps you be yourself but people want to be out so uh, maybe that's why i can't get rid of my kids they keep coming back good one it's a good one isn't it right <laughs> that's a good one mm, <laughs> so, so this entire time is about us saying that okay fine I've kind of been given this moment to rediscover who am I without a job. A lot of times we've we've been programmed that a job gives you security. Like, hello, where's your security now? So again, these are things to look at and say, what's my lesson? Okay, I feel anxious. Why do I feel anxious? Because maybe I don't have a job tomorrow. Great, what can I do about it? So you tune into your emotion and see what are you feeling? Because that is pending for, for healing or for action. You sit with it and say, what's my lesson? What do I do about it now? And and that's where you start realizing that you don't need so many things to just be yourself. Yes. You know, the number of people that are putting out free content is, is, is massive. So if somebody is looking for growth, it's accessible, like a tap of a finger, not even a hand's reach, a tap of a finger. Do you know what's really... Um it's been a wake-up call for me that we had 100 staff here and over the last six weeks they've been working from home and some 
have done nothing. Done nothing, nothing. And some have worked, some have gone, um, wake up late, go to bed uh, late, and the work rate stopped. And the ones that have done nothing, I can understand lack of discipline, but the ones who have done nothing were the youngest ones, who were prepared to actually sit at home, not get educated, not grow, not care about the company they work for, mm. and they just sit at home and do nothing. And I, I wish there was something I could do to make them realize that I'm not trying to get you to work like a slave from home, but have some care about your growth. Have, yeah. Be conscious of this, that you have to offer value to the business. You have to care about the company you work for. The company's a, a good business. They care for you, but you got to care back. You know, and it, and it upsets me that some people don't, you know, and uh, it was sad. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I've realized that I can't carry those people anymore. That was you a good time for reflection for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible, the large number of those people that I was carrying. They were just here for a job, and that's not what I was looking for. I wasn't hiring people to, I want people to contribute. I want to contribute to their lives, add value. Um, so that's the good that came yeah. out for you and, and them, for them. Long term, maybe for them, yeah. yes. I mean, if they, if they didn't take that lesson from this instance, it's only going to come again Eventually. for them to value, you know, where they're at, what they do, what opportunities come their way. So it's it's a good thing. Thank you. Kim, if people want to, thank you so much for this past hour and a half. Thank you. Um, if people want to reach out to you, how can they do that? And also we will put um, your website and all your connections under the uh, podcast okay. as well. But if you could share with us and you could spell correctly and how yes. your website, email address, everything. Everything is the same. Everywhere it's Kim Shalar, so that's K-I-M-S as in sugar, S-H-E-L-A-R. So the website is kimshalar.com, work in progress. LinkedIn is the same, Insta is the same, Facebook is the same. Brilliant. So uh, one last question I ask everyone. Bring the clock forward five years. Where would you be? Oh, wow. I see that every day in my meditation, okay? <laughs> so I know where I would be. Um, I would be probably still living in Dubai because I love Dubai. It it brought out this aspect in me. So it's it's home to, to my wake up awakened Kim. So I would be living in Dubai, but uh, traveling the world, creating impact, uh, helping people in that wake up moment to to find themselves, then to own themselves and be completely and then express it. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, and I don't know if we have the time, but I'll yeah. quickly get into it. Um, when people say, again, another programming, that life is about ups and downs, there's a reason there's a down. And sometimes we don't need to have a down to, to sail through life. The reason is that when we're on the, you know, the up movement, we're just enjoying it. We've gone on this spectrum of I'm overexcited, over happy, overwhelmed, blah, blah. That every single day balance and alignment at that, you know, rising, if if we're not looking at what's happening, we're not tuning into the energy, the emotion, the mental of what's going around us. The universe is trying to keep telling us that, hello, pay attention, pay attention. And then we don't, then it's like, it slap you in your face and there's either a health uh, downfall a relationship a business because only when that you happens wake up call. yeah only when that happens when the downslide happens you reflect you re sit mm -hmm. and reflect so
So it's not a part and parcel of life to have an up and down. It's it happens. It's a reaction to you ignoring messages. Because it's only when we go in down, we're like, okay, let's see what happened. Beautiful. Bring out the books, bring out the text messages, Facebook. What did I do wrong? That's the only time we sit and reflect. So there's this rock song, right? Stairway to heaven. Life is that, that you stay at some level, you learn the lesson, you pass, you go to the next level. You stay there, you learn all your lessons, go to the next level. That is more of what life is supposed to be. We go into this, not because it's supposed to be that way or, or that what life is about life. You know, so many people say that if it's not up and down, it's not life. No, it is not life because that is just saying I'm going to learn the same lessons again and again and again and yeah. again. Would you do me a favor? This is wonderful the way you said. Take this caption out and uh, let's launch in the next couple of days. This last part as a, because people are going through this right now. And I want this message eight weeks down the line. This beautiful message is going to be possibly too late. You can take this part out and wow. uh, and launch it as soon as possible. Is that okay? This is beautifully said. And I think there's loads of people who need to see it that way. They are depressed. They don't understand it. And uh, it's because they've been ignoring life, right? And because then again, we get into that mode that, oh, if you know someone's going through a bad time, we're like, life is all about ups and downs. It's okay. Move mm -hmm. on. No, move on. Yes. But move forward. Move on is just randomly saying, okay, move on. And I'm like, okay, let's move there. You know, when I say move forward, that's the purpose that I get. I take stock of what's happening. I pick up my lessons. I dump the garbage. And then I move forward to the right way. It's not just moving on. You move forward. You clear the path. You go upwards yes. and forwards. And you break that loop, you know, because if you don't, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it comes with a bigger lesson. And life and goes like, by oh, and you're older with regrets yeah. and pain. and Wow, beautiful. Kim, thank you. Thank you. Real honor to have you here today. Really appreciate it. I'm so glad it. to have my social life here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everyone. And I'll see you next week. Thank you, Kim.